This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast, episode number four of the sprawling, magnificent, death-defying season preview. Um, We're nearly there, Harry. It is Mm. 20 past 11 on Thursday night. Um, Important news, though. I got my beard trimmed in Camden, opposite Whole Foods, and I saw Mm -hmm. Harry Harry Styles, ex of One Direction, leaving Whole Foods to get into a silver Mercedes carrying four bags of shopping, knowing Whole Foods, probably about 100 quid's worth of groceries Mm. in there. So um, that is my useless celeb spot of the day. We've only got four teams to visit today because we're going to leave Blackburn for a proper preview. Um, Yeah. We've done the North East. We've done all of Yorkshire. We've gone down into Wales, all of the Midlands, across. And we have finally reached the metropolis that is London. And where are we going first, Harry? Well, we're going to go west to east. We have three to look at. Um, we're going to look at Brentford first. Then we'll head over to Loftus Road to see what's going on with Steve McLaren. Oh, and then, Steve. <laughs> oh, Steve. Bless him. <laughs> and uh, then a little trip down to Bermondsey to see how our friends south of the river are doing. And after we leave London, um, there's one final calling uh, uh, calling car to be left and that's up the A140 and we'll see how things are going for our friends up the road okay I, I, I need mm-hmm. to just be very Alan Partridge and say if we're going from Bermondsey the A11 would probably be a better route avoiding the A140 get up that get up that M11 and then then go go <laughs> no, across yes. there I've done a lot of <laughs> no, driving I've been a yeah. professional musician for many years I've, yeah. I spend more hours in my car than I do in my bed You've probably seen many A-roads at many strange times of oh, the night as well. Gosh. Dang, <laughs> um, so, we've got two yeah. of what you have very um, accurately deemed the progressives and probably yeah. the yeah. most progressive in yeah. terms of, right, you know, yeah. we are the hipster director of football, switch the manager out and it doesn't matter, money ball, yeah. 
European Marius Dijkhausen um, <laughs> type club in the whole world. There's I, a name. Yeah, there's a <laughs> name. Didn't, didn't last long. Um, I like I like Brentford. Um, it's very yeah. hip, very hipster, isn't it? Yeah, they're um, the big the thing that defines Brentford for me is the way they call their players by first names. We all have moaning Arsenal friends, you know, over the last few years, and you kind of <laughs> give them give them the shoulder, come on, have a hug, we know, get it out, you know. But it's always Ozil, it's always Czech, it's always Wiltshire, it's always Koscielny, never first names. Talk to Brentford fans, they know them all by their first names. And to me, that kind of symbolises the, the kind of intimacy there is. There's, a, there's that bond. The players are physically nearer the fans when you're at the ground, but I also think emotionally they're a lot nearer the fans as well. It's something, it's just particularly unique. Um, you could possibly argue it's the same in Millwall. We'll come on to them later, but definitely you see it in Brentford. There not, is that not for much, of, not for much longer. They've laid the no. first laid the first stones of the um, mm. new stadium. Now, whether that changes the dynamic of everything, but just, um, just before we start, just run us through this model that that they they kind of work off um which is very statistics driven yeah. and very yeah. billy bean um mm. money ball isn't it it is very much so they've had i mean i remember one year they got a guy in i'm you're always interested to see who they're going to sign when you're the guy that signed a guy from chamois niorte and i was thinking i i, I hadn't heard of that football team i think wow, i think they're french let's see if, let's go and find out they they their model of finding players is very statistical it's very it's you know it's very analytical and you and it was part of the reason mark warburton left in the end i think um but it's not just the system of acquisitions i remember the the dykhausen i laughed when you mentioned his name because we when we played them in one of the early games of the season dykhausen was blown away by the fact that he he said they had an analyst who did nothing but throw-ins now you know, you, you, and people work out on average two thousand hours a year, and I'm still trying to work out: can you have two thousand hours worth of analysing throw-ins? <laughs> maybe you can. Maybe you can. I don't know. It's but I could see that a hit was. It, you know, it's 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 quite a remarkable, com, a complicated level of science that they've taken the whole thing to, and um, but it's it's them. You work within the system. And the manager they've got now, Dean Smith. When did he get there? He, Twenty. He's been there Two and since a half December. Years. Yeah, December fifteen. I think he's been there now. So it's you know he obviously fits the system well, and they like him. And there is a thing as well. There's there's a sense of decency about Brentford. Certainly talking to the fans, they they they're not up themselves. They they you know I the company I worked for used to have a head office in Brentford. It was in the it was in the bookselling world, and you know you'd see publishers coming out from West London, from Hammersmith, and from through Hammersmith. I mean, out from I'm thinking of places like uh, Bloomsbury, I should say more accurately, from Southwest London, and where the head office was was on a place called Capital Interchange Way, and it overlooked a scrapyard, a railway line, an elevated section of the M4, and you could see. The, the the trauma on these London West London publishers <laughs> suddenly you know used to Hampstead and used to you you, you know you used to um, the Whole, North, Whole North Foods London. yes exactly <laughs> to bring Whole it full foods. circle to bring it full circle exactly and you can see the the shock of it but I used to go down to Griffin Park you know if I was staying over rather than spending a night in a dim hotel I you know I said well let's go along to Griffin Park if there was a game and this was when they were you know when they were kicking around in Division Four as it used to be. Um, 
I'm very fond of Brentford. Um, Smith fits their model. He is decent. They said, say about him, um, he does us proud. He speaks well and comes across as a very respectable man. And he suits our unfashionable club down to the ground. Um, you know, and being well regarded by everybody at the club counts for a lot. <laughs> we <I> know. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it, it really does. Um, shall we mention the war? Let's mention um, the war. Alan Judge. Yeah, um, Dave and I had a big argument about this on the podcast yeah. that's lasted about yeah. lasted about two years. Um, what's, what's your view? Go on. It's it's remarkable um, because I still love Brentford fans and that hasn't changed. But it was it was one instant, and there's a spectrum of fans within. You know, every club has a spectrum of kind of sensible right the way out to fanatic, and. The thing that struck me about this one was the sensible cohort of fans, the people who you would say would be reasonable, middle of the road, see it both ways, were adamant, politely adamant, but nonetheless adamant that they were the right. Ipswich fans were convinced it was a coming together. Brentford fans, just as eagerly, were convinced that it was an, it was it was a reducer that went wrong, but that there was there was a mo- there was motive behind it, and. Um, it was it was it was really I felt sad actually because I thought maybe the reason teams sets of fans get along well is because the teams don't play each other for a long time, which is a bit which is which is actually not a not a happy situation to be in. But um, that was that was my reading of it. I just felt it was quite unique. Interestingly, looking at what they've been saying about Ipswich and some of the comments on one of the forums, I think they, there's a sense that they might incline to think that's more of a McCarthy thing. Than Ipswich thing, if that makes sense, they might re- 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 link it with a brand of football rather than necessarily with us as a club. Well, and he like that, he, so. he would love yeah. that, wouldn't he? That yeah. he his name comes above the stature of the <laughs> stature of the club. Look, Harry, yeah. my my take on it, yeah, yeah my yeah. take on it, and we've done it to death. Is look, it wasn't it wasn't a hatchet job, but the yeah. analogy I would give is um, if I smash my car into some poor hopeless uh parked up car i may not have deliberately smashed into that particular car but if i'm speeding around all night slightly recklessly um and not seeming to take care of all the other cars that all pay their road fund license as well it's a matter of time before i'm going to smash into one of them and i just felt for a little certainly that game that yeah. um Hyam was a a accident waiting to happen and he was yeah. you know yeah. he wasn't Gascoigne in the cup final where he was too hyped up and it yeah. turned out that Gascoigne hurt himself didn't he yeah. um he did he did and that and yeah. that, that was yeah. just all all my thing that um yeah. this guy who was very wholehearted and not very talented so the best thing he could do to stand out on the pitch was to Mm. be more energetic and you gotta gotta do it safely though do you know what i mean that was yeah that was my problem with it i don't agree with um hyam being booed two years later but hyam handled that beautifully no he did i agree park he he really did but yeah Mm. i think now now judge is back it's very sad that a really good player lost two years of his best earning years possibly of his career but Mm. Move on now, yeah. I think. Yeah, 
Okay, so just just thought, thought it worth mentioning because it was quite a, it was quite a unique one. And looking at the nature of Brentford as a club, it's you know it's it's. Well, which it's, other club in England, Harry, would be experts on Luke Hyam other than Brentford? <laughs> Do you know what well, I mean? So, yeah, G- genuine like yeah. interest yeah. between the between the two uh, yeah. the two yeah. sets of fans. Yeah, um, yeah. Proxim- proximity. Yeah. I was going to ask you when you were talking about the um, this. Uh, system for buying players I think that they've done such a good job buying players that they can now sell for overinflated prices because people think it's good to buy from Brentford I think good it's point. added a, I think it's added some value onto their players because they think they're so well scouted um, if we buy from Brentford we get a good we get a good player they're, they're based so that they, they can actually the due diligence that they do funds itself I think so Effect. Yeah, I think people yeah. overpay for Brentford players. Brentford get good prices for their. They do. The guys, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They will certainly. They got good prices from from Birmingham. <laughs> last, last listen, to, listen to episode three for our for our economic um, deconstruction of the West the West Dude, Midlands. Yes. How, how are they looking? How are they looking player wise? Because it's, again, it's, it's, again, it's, they've it's, sold, haven't they? Again, it's the classic thing as we saw with Preston, as we saw with Bristol. Two in, two out at the time of speaking. John Egan, we talked about him earlier, the big kind of steel girder of a centre half, who's now gone to Sheffield United. And they've brought in Esri Konza, who is come in from Charlton, um, again, 20 years old, um, and uh, a, a young a young prospect. And Flojo, Florio Fiosefsun, who, who also um, quit the building, has been replaced by a chap called, and they like this guy, Saimi, Saeed Ben Rama, Jury International. They've picked up from Nice, and um, they've uh, he played pretty go. He was on loan at Chateauroux last year. In um, you know, I think it was he was there for a spell last season, which I think are in the French second division, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so you know, it's the classic. You know, they've they've done their homework, and and my guess is that if they hadn't been able to get those two, that one centre half, one use the word again winger um they've got you know they probably would have had about three or four other people you know in the in that bit of the venn diagram that they would have been able to bring in so as i say they have a system the two additions worth mentioning konza um they they like he's uh they think he, he could be a class act and him and Mepham together could be a very strong central defer, de, uh, defensive mm. pairing they already Backing had experience. big bids for Mepham. i think he's the next yeah. big sale isn't he he might go, but they may again. They won't unless they, you know, it's the balance of risk. I think Bielland turned down a new contract for them, so he's gone as well. So, but that was, you know, that was um, that 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 was anticipated, I think. Um, but uh, you know, this guy calm, collected, and very assured at the heart of the back four, all preseason friends, friendlies, admittedly. And Ben Rama, they like. Um, we won't miss Yosef soon too much if he plays like that every week. And they, one thing they did say, he's fell over a few times, saw the ref was ignoring him and then got on with it. Good vision, comfortable on the ball and sort of somebody they think will acclimatise to acclimatise to um, English football. It's that thing, you know, they got up into the championship a couple of years ago. They've established themselves in the championship. They now have a squad of seasoned players. So, introducing and letting go as i said they're now controlling the terms of it and the, the the fans see that with absolute equanimity they know that they're a selling club they know this is how this is how the model works but they've seen you know th- th- there's no there's no sense of horror about but harry we're finding they, as fans we're finding that can be quite exciting you know oh, yeah. oh out goes a waghorn income for 
young guys. Yeah. There, there might be yeah. another waghorn in the in the mm. in the four guys that that come yeah. in, mightn't there? Yeah. So, um, yeah. How's, how's, how's the rest of the team look? Because I I always thought uh, um I always thought Bentley was a very modern goalkeeper. You know this um since Neuer and De Gea, the fashion is now for the goalies to be yeah. you know kind of pacey and you know tall yeah. and tall and lanky and able to sprint to their ed- edge of their edge of their box not nothing yeah. like Bialkowski is but you know he's no, a no. he's a i'm gonna stand on my line and you're not gonna yeah. get past me but... not, 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 not the black knight and shall pass exactly, exactly. No, they did they used to have was a button played for them was a david button played for them before Fulham, and he? He, he's now with fulham but i know murph when we beat them 4-2 in that famous boxing day game murph rumbled him early because he wasn't you need to be super confident with the ball at your feet like that i think bentley is i think i think it's part of their model of playing that's what they expect the goalkeepers to do and um uh, so bet so bentley is very much part of that back four dalsgaard played for denmark in the world cup konza mepham interesting in one of the preseason games they played yeneris who's normally a a midfielder a holding midfielder but they put him as a fullback I saw mm. Brentford at Norwich last December. They played a beautiful game, and Yanaris, who um, is known to podcast listeners for getting me some free tickets to um, Ipswich v Brentford once. Um, yeah, we, we won't yes. go any further than that. Um, he played, yeah, it's, but it's this, it's the, it's Cruyffian, isn't it? Well, I can yeah. stick the centre midfielder at. Uh, at right back and yeah. you know I, I love that great I wouldn't I, I wouldn't like to be Yanaris and thinking oh I, hang on I thought I was centre midfield but now I'm playing at full back but yeah. we'll see it with um, Mr Paul Hurst full back yeah. in the championships going to become a very important position I think mean, some yeah. of them are almost playmakers aren't they well they are I mean you know we saw what Fulham were doing with them we joked well, about that in, Matt, in the previous Matt podcast Matt Doherty as well uh, yeah. for Wolves was brilliant yeah. wasn't he yeah yeah yeah, it's it's it, it makes for brilliant football. It really does. If you know, in terms of entertainment. Um, but the old the, the Warriors are there. They've got that rock solid midfield. They've got McEachern. They've got Sawyer's. They've got Ryan Woods. Oh, um, Woods. Yeah, the, oh, you know, the, what a player, the, the, ult- yeah. the terrier, the ultimate terrier. He really is. Best. Um, um, best. Well, him and Kearney. Now Kearney's gone. I would make Woods the best deep line playmaker in yeah. the division. Yeah, excellent player. Really, really good. There was one. Although there's one thing, which one brief Brentford story. Whenever we're talking about them a lot, but it's funny. They did talk about when Diago Raga played for them. I saw. I think he's gone to Swindon. I spotted that. I think in one of the one of the lines. He's he's, he's certainly in the. He's he's kind of League One level now. I think pace. I think might have been when he left Leeds. But um, anyway, he. Um, he never scored a home goal. And there's this thing about holding midfielder scoring goals. Yeah. And um, the, I don't think he ever scored a goal at Griffin Park. And so you'd have some mundane game against, say they were playing, I don't know, uh, they, they said they were playing Preston at home and it was a Tuesday night and it was one all and 75 minutes to go, not a lot happening. And then suddenly Toombs would get the ball and he'd suddenly go bearing down on goal. And suddenly from everybody sort of sort of nursing their bovril from half time, all hell would break loose as they thought, is this the, it's a bit like excuse at Portman Road. There's something about holding midfielders. Oh, Mac- Macaulay famously yeah, scuffed yeah. that penalty <laughs> the and put penalty, the rebound yeah. in, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And, and we've had excuse to it. Centre half 
Jobs, we know they score goals from corners. That's what they do. Wingers and everybody else scores goals. But holding midfielders is just a bit different, uh, you know, because they generally tend to hang back. But when they do get within striking range, it tends to be no more than within 30 or 40 yards of the goal. So when their goals, when they do score, they they always tend to be utterly, utterly memorable. I just thought, it's just it's just a side it's just a side point. That's all. But it's it's something it's something you always look out for when it happens because it's great fun. Um, yeah, who else? I mean, yeah, it's it, they, you know what, they are what, rock Watkins. Uh, Watkins, yeah, Mar- Watkins. I have a friend who's an Exeter supporter, and you know they still they cry in their boots at the loss of him. Mm. He's um, no, he's he's uh, you know he's this, he's he fits their model perfectly. He really, really does, and he's playing really, really well. In terms of their exp- yeah, need passing football played out from the back. Um, um, they still think they need a striker. They they, they want to get a the, the cutting edge up front is the thing, and that, there is one of my other theories is that if Mitrovic had gone to Brentford rather than going to Fulham. I wonder whether the roles would have been reversed. It's one of those what-if questions, and it's one for everyone to have a think about. But I just wonder, sometimes a striker can augment all of those players that are playing around them. They can add 20% of them. And that's what Fulham are crying out for. And I do sometimes wonder, just as equally, did Brentford miss a trick there? I don't... What I would say say to that, Harry, is I would say around the pitch, Fulham probably just 20% better in pretty much all the positions than than Brentford I I I would I would say but you know you're talking about Brentford you know Mm. I don't know like 10th up to up to 6th that that would make interestingly enough when we spoke to um oh who was it It was Dave wasn't it yeah Dave from Besotted he said when they had Hogan um that they played quite direct not obviously long ball but right let's let's try and put hogan in behind he said they looked better after he left he said one of those classic one of those classic ones of oh Mm. take a star out and everybody you know lose 50 percent. everybody now contributes a little bit extra to make up that Mm. that percentage that's that's something that i have that's popped up lots of clubs over the years when a team brings a target man on everybody suddenly starts going direct and they don't do it they just do it habitually because mm-hmm. the target man is they have a big number nine up there so they can just it's it's you know it, it can unintentionally just change the dimension of the play even if a team has, is, hasn't actually decided to do that because it's all it's an option that you always have so yeah it's 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 wouldn't it's, be surprised interesting. if he ended up back there on loan or something hogan yeah I, th- I think um, I'm sure he's on a whacking great contract at Villa, isn't he? Yeah, he and, would be. You know, they want to probably reduce wages. So, yeah, that could uh, come circle. Is, is it going to be good enough for playoffs, though, Harry? Um, well, their their expectations are modest. You know, if if it, you know, it's I, it's a strange one. They obviously want to make the top. They they were there before. They you know, when Middlesbrough beat them in, in our year, um, but they said that if we're in the mix come the start of April. Um, that success looks like being in the mix for the playoff place come the start of April. That's and what you one of know the there'll be a period in the season where they'll win seven games on the trot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they'll they'll be unplayable. To, yeah. yeah. Always yeah. seem to, don't they? Yeah. Utterly, utterly, utterly stable. Utterly stable and very... And it will... They'll come into phase. And you just don't want to run up against them when they do that. I remember when they played, it was really funny. They played... Because when we when Ipswich play a team, I'll always go back and look at the three previous games, look at all the match threads, because that's where you find all the kind of small detail. Just okay, what's you know what's the you know what you know what what are the little things that fans are picking up on? And before we played them in one game, they played the poor that wretched Blackpool team 
who were playing for under when the Oystons were at the, when it was all going when it was all going wrong. Let's just say under the owners and um, and they Brentford had something like forty five shots on target. <laughs> And uh, on goal, I should say. Probably still and only think, scored two no, of them as well. 20, no, it was a 4-0 win. And the, one of the epic statistics was that the, the Blackpool centre-half touched the ball six times, five of which were in kick-off situations. Wow. <laughs> so, this crazy. is another thing. You, you raise an interesting point. Probably all season as well, there'll be top shots per game and total shots um, oh, yeah, that's, in, that, yeah. in the division. That's, yeah, the, yeah. that's, the, that's the thing, isn't it? It is in their nature, let's yeah. just say. So it'll be entertaining. And as I say, you know, as I say, they they are they are the good guys. And let's let's see let's see how they do. Let's shall they shall do. we go? Not very many miles. Um, yeah. But probably the closest um closest two clubs in the in yeah. the league, isn't it? Um, yeah. Let's go to let's go to QPR and not quite Frank Lampard's derby, but Steve McLaren's <laughs> Queen, QPR. Queen, and Queen I Park think Rangers. Harry. I think you like him, don't you? Well, he's doing. He's it's it's he's the right man in the right job. We we talked before about when we were looking at Swansea. I still have a theory that a manager like Mick, where in a club that is in some degree of chaos, is the perfect man to go in and just put some order on the world. And I looking at McLaren, the question the, the cliche has always been he's not a great manager, but he is a brilliant coach. Well, if ever a team needed coaching. McLaren looks to be the the, the perfect option. Um, he's uh, the fans were saying they he, we've got a good team, but they will be more organised than last season. They were under under Holloway, they you know they played very adventurous football, but sometimes lacking a bit of structure. And what McLaren has done is he's come in. They have got their hands are tied in terms of purchases. The only player they've got in is a defender, centre back Tony Leitner who has come from Union Berlin. He was a free transfer. and um, Or Tony Leisner, I should say. Forgive me, can pronounce, pronounce him correctly. You've been on too many Norwich and forums, haven't you? It's, it's, uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. exactly. That's, that's a good point. <laughs> yes, I was on. Yes, that, that, good Freudian slip. That's what it was. Cause I, I a spent all Freudian day frip. Over. A Slodian frip, exactly. Um, so, basically... One of the things you often see with, with financial fair play is that the squads tend to, as players go and not get replaced, they become small and they can become unbalanced. But I'll just run through the team because he's, McLaren is doing what McLaren does best. He's put them into a 4-3-3 shape, playing on the front foot where possible. So you've got Suli Kai Kai, who I know we were linked with, the Palace lad. He's playing at right back. He played nice in, the, um, in the League Cup game. Um Last he year did. against against he us, did. he did. He on. did. Yeah. That's right. The, the the Frank de Boer when he was yes, that was a great game. God, we scared them. It was really fun. Yeah. It was it was good fun. Um, Lynch and Bidwell. Um, and that's so that's the back four. And then in midfield, they've he's kept Luongo and Scoan, but he switched Freeman in one of the preseason games out to the left because Freeman's actually very good with the ball. But I think he might get a bit more space out there. But um, and. Where in Derby they had Chris Martin, they had the big focal point, number nine. They've got Matt Smith. And Smith is as number nine as number nine as you'll ever get. But playing off him, they've got two young who are worth they're worth mentioning because I think they're gonna we're gonna hear a little bit more about them. Um Eberici Easy, EZD, is a number ten, twenty year old number ten. He played on loan last season at Wickham and they, he's been playing in the kind of number in the number 10 role he's playing in front of the back in front of the two midfield uh, Luongo and Scoan but playing off Smith and where Smith gives you a focal point 
Easy gives you, he's quite technically good, he's quite tricky, and he doesn't need a lot of space to be able to exploit it. Whereas um, on, out on the wing, you've got Bryce, Bryce Osei Samuel, Samuel, and again, he's another player. He's playing on the left. He came from Blackpool last summer, but he's offering them pace. So with what limited resources he has, he's created another 4-3-3 team with, a, with balance, but with creativity and a team that can play on the front foot. And if you look at the, def- at the defenders, there's a concern that there's, the back line is quite slow, apart from Kai Kai. But the problem with Kai Kai is he might be quick, but he's often halfway up the pitch. When So they, that, you know, that, that is a concern they have as well. On, um, on paper, who, Harry, the thing, I'd be, yeah. the thing I'd be worried about straight away, and I know you and I agree that um, those three, Scone, Luongo and Freeman, were a nicely balanced midfield. They were a right. nicely balanced midfield if they had wing-backs giving them a bit of insurance either side because like you say uh freeman doesn't particularly um get about i would worry i i think they're a better midfield in a 3-5-2 than a 4-3-3 do you know what i mean yeah bit of extra insurance on their on their shoulders mm. those guys and that would that would just be my first yeah. My first thing that I'll look out for with QPR. Yeah, it's it's a, it's the old, it's the it's the balance thing again, isn't it? The problem with Freeman, and I picked this up from a lot of Bristol City fans. Apart from the fact that he always used to score against us and nobody else, which is a minor point irritation. He he tended to flatter to deceive a little bit. I think that he had you know some of his set pieces. You know he seemed to promise a lot. He you know there'd be clever movement. There'd be a very a pass that nobody else would have seen, but it often never actually amounted to. Anything that was actually good, going good to numbers last year, again. Harry. Yeah, did he? I apologise if I'm wrong. I, I think, but I'm, I just, think I'm, just going, I'm just going on what the perception possibly was. Possibly double figures top. for assists. Yeah. Um, well, then I take that back. My sense is that McLaren, I thought he was trying to put him out wide. By moving with width, he get more space. Yeah. And therefore, I felt... and. Him sitting with Bidwell sitting in front of him as well, because Bidwell tends not to be so much of an up-and-down fullback. He's more of a... <laughs> so, yeah, go ahead. No, he's he's kind of like a little marching. Um, he's he's very kind of thick. So what's the word? What's the word? Stocky. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It doesn't doesn't yeah. look like he doesn't look like a fullback. They're normally sort of slimmer and a bit a bit smaller. He looks like a centre back, but he's too short. So yeah, yeah. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, it's interesting. It, it's I, my my thinking is that McLaren has looked at what he's got. And he said, okay, you know, because they, they are hamstrung. They can't buy anybody because of the financial fair play judgment that came out um, last week that they can't actually buy. They're, they're, what they can get, they've got limited funds, if if any. If they, I think there was a story I saw that Freeman, he would, he was he would happily sell Freeman if freed up money for him. I saw a figure of three million quota, but that can just a piece of press speculation. But the the idea being that uh, they've limited room for manoeuvre now, but they have no room for manoeuvre at all in January. So they're actually not allowed to you know they're not allowed to buy anyone. So they've what they've got to do they've got to do quickly and they've got to do what they've got. So it's a question of nursing them through the season. Um. And they feel McLaren is the right person. There was one poll which I spotted on one of the forums which said it was 95% of them predicted that they will finish somewhere between 11th and 20th. None of them are expecting relegation, but none of them are expecting a top half finish. It was quite a remarkable 
bunching of ex- to see that level of expectation. Mm. You know, no top half finish, but they will be safe. He's going to get them to 15th, get them to 16th, just get this season out of the way. And on the financial fair play, I think most of them now, they, you know, they accept. One of them said, we all have our opinions on the fairness of financial fair play, but the undeniable truth is we broke the rules we'd signed up to. And I think for them now, you know, let's, can, you know, let's move on. Let's just get this out of the way. Um, the, you know, the, the, the judgment, I've spoken to fans from other clubs who felt that may have, you know, it, it, it may have been quite soft, but there it is. And as I say, and at least the legal, the legal precedent has been established. So um, it's interesting to see, as I say, none of them are expecting to tear up, you know, they're not expecting to tear up any trees. I do worry again if they have any injuries. The the players they've lost, um, some of them are ret- players retiring or moving on. Um, Ned Mulnua, James Perch, Jamie Mackey's gone to Oxford. Um, uh, who else is that? Alex Smithies was the other big one. And Jack Robinson, of course, went to Nottingham Forest. Where did, the Smith- where did Smithies go? Um, Smithies, has got, Smithies has ended up in Cardiff. He's ended ah, up in Cardiff. Yeah. Is that always used That's, to get bought up when you used to say, oh, yeah. We think Bielkowski is the best in the league. QPR fans yeah. will pipe up and, you know, say he how played, highly they played, rated Smithies. He played for Huddersfield for years before he moved to Queens Park Rangers. Yeah. He was with them for he was with them for an age. The other person who I'm I just keep, I do keep a gentle eye on him out of affection is J. Emmanuel Thomas because he's he's been released and at the time is I know I think he played at Villaricky or something. He played for them. There was a friendly he played. He played a one-off game. I think was it against. I can't read my handwriting. He played one one friendly, but he's 27, so you'd hope. But I don't know. It's because we all know with Jess, you know, the West Ham game. You know, we all have hmm. memories of what he can do. You know, he could, you know, he could he could cause absolute mayhem on a pitch on his day. But that was that was the issue. But um, we you know wish him well. Hope he you know hope he you know. And I think Harry, I think. Oh. I think there might be a bit of a similar sense between QPR fans and Ipswich fans here, where as Ipswich fans we're saying a similar finish and some more sophisticated football. I suspect yeah. QPR will accomplish a similar finish with some more sophisticated football when you go from Holloway to McLaren. McLaren, yeah, I think so. He'll get them organised. He'll get them. He'll get the. You know, he'll put a good shape on them. But a bit, but just as equally, a bit like Birmingham. If they have an injury crisis, if they lose a few players, um, they've it could be you know you'd, you'd, you 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 would that that's the that's the fear you know as I say as the route march kicks in yeah right yeah on we go I need to on we go bellow out my very high pitched me <laughs> which um which we <laughs> which we which we established in the ground was a top G. Because I'm a nerdy musician. When oh, the go Mil- on, yeah. Yeah, when the okay. Millwall fans were doing the me, it was a top G against Fulham last year. I'm sure it changes every game, Harry. But <laughs> um, really, the success story of the whole... Well, if, you, if you're not classing Cardiff, it wasn't very much romantic about Cardiff, was there? So um, Millwall were the, no. the kind of darlings of the championship last year, weren't they? Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. They were. Um, you know what you're getting. You really know what you're getting. They, um, they, four, four two, bomber Harris, um, direct. Um, they ripped Norwich apart early in the season, and we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, Fark has this proclivity to playing lighter, sort of elfin, technically gifted players. He he will, if if he errors in one way, it'll be one steely player too few and Millwall they, they absolutely pummeled them so the 3-0 I think and and it was it could have been a lot lot worse they have a model of playing and they, they fear we fear no one was one of the comments made. Um, they've it's all about stability probably the progressives and I would put them in there again getting promoted from League One with a squad of players who know each other who fight for each other who trust each other implicitly and a, an incredibly settled team um, the, 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 the one fear you would have and a couple of Millwall fans picked up on this was that they were remarkably injury free last year mm. that they felt that they, they, they possibly got a bit lucky now That'll start. It'll start to row on their forum because of you know some of them are saying, "Oh, for goodness sake," or yeah, or, or something similar, and um, <laughs> saying, "And you know, we're you know, you know, why can't we finish tenth? Why can't we finish seventh or eighth or ninth again? What's to stop us doing that?" So um, yeah, there's um, you know, th- there is that school of thought. Um, one player they are going to miss um, is Ben Marshall, mm. and because I think as much the timing of that signing as well, yeah. it was like they were doing so yeah. well, and they just put in this kind of yeah. a bit more silky player than um although wallace and savile could they they could play um but yeah. yeah i think just throwing him in there just for a little bit of quality i think helped as well sorry go ahead yeah no it did it is it, added a creative dimension to the team which realized them for that second half of the season and it is you know and they were they were gutted because he's now at norwich they were really gutted that they, they couldn't hold on to him yeah, and they do they they do feel he they do feel he needs he does need replacing um that that would be you know that's that you know that would be the if, if there's one area that they, they would they could they could look out for that would be the one um i'm trying to think uh 
they've added who else have they added? It's been again lots of with all these teams. It's all contract ex- contract extensions. They've just bedded in what they've all got. I mean, options on Gregory O'Brien. You know, they're all. You know, it's um, you know keeping what they've got. Marlon Romeo. You know, let's just keep them. They've brought in a backup uh, centre back, Murray Wallace from Scunthorpe, on a long term contract. The one interesting one um, is Ben Amos, the keeper from Bolton. On a season-long loan, right? And that was the I, big glaring weakness uh, last yeah, season Ar- as well. Archer, you, you talk about this, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you, you, you've nailed, you've nailed most of it. Four-four-two, very, very strong. And I'm not a Millwall fan, and I don't have any notes, but I could go Archer, Meredith, Cooper, Williams, Romeo, O'Brien, Saville, Wallace. Uh, Marshall at the end of the season, but Hutchison, yeah. uh, uh, Williams, yeah. uh, Gregory and Morrison up front. You knew exactly what you were yeah. going to get. But I and I saw Millwall several times just out of happenstance and because they would play on Fridays or whatever. And I think he made a mistake in every game, bless him. And I don't I don't want to have yeah. a pop at a, at a pro footballer trying to do his job. But I think there was a bit of a sense that, you know, I... I don't think they were ever going to get the playoffs. There was this wonderful sort of run towards the end and they came up a little bit short. But yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I think he was the one key player. And one player you haven't mentioned who, if you took out of the Millwall team, the entire thing doesn't work. And I don't know how old he is, but Steve Morrison is one of the cleverest, wiliest uh, championship footballers yeah. you'll see. And yeah. they look incredibly yeah. different. when that. That guy is yeah. not stupid. He's very, very clever, and he's the brains around all of these legs around him. And yeah. you, you know when someone really is the conduit for everything on the pitch, and you know he's jibing. Griezmann did it for France in the um in in the yeah. World Cup. You know he's um, yeah. instructing other people, and you know skillful player sees a pass. Even things like um, Harris has obviously told them right when the ball goes out for restarts straight over to the throwing line lob it in and he's hustling everyone to do mm. that job and you know good partnership with Gregory and I, yeah. I saw them without him and I saw them with and you're like right this guy's this guy's important yeah. so that would be that would be it's my fun, it's fundamental absolutely yeah and a better yeah. player than a lot of people think I think people look at his height and his build and yeah. think he's a he's a bruiser but I remember Niall Quinn you know. used to get um, tarred with the same thing and if you watch yeah. Niall Quinn angling headers to Kevin yeah. Phillips you'd think my god if a if a scientist analysed yeah. your um, ability to read an angle and four different moving things it would be like you know some kind of savant type level of um, angle appreciation so I think sometimes it, <laughs> do you know what I mean these big, these big guys get, I do. get, get lumbered yeah. and um, yeah, lots of assists and important plays, uh, Morrison. I think. Yeah, that's interesting. He's um, no, I agree. He's uh, you know, it's it's easy. It is easy. easy it is easy to, to to put him in that little box, but he's not. He's somebody. He augments all those players around him because of what he does. And I remember I went to the the famous four three. Night, he wasn't there, um, which I'll yeah. never forget. I was lying in bed, at, I, yeah, and uh, it, exactly that he wasn't. It was, but you could, um, it was quite a, 
it was quite a different team without him. You could see there was an uncertainty about them. Now, you know, when you put it in that context, that uh, you know, he did make such a, you know, his presence or absence makes such a difference to the team. It's quite, it's quite amazing. Very interesting but, um, player as well, Harry. Um, Fred yeah. Onyedimma, who is one of these yeah. guys who is so fast and so direct. You think, oh, if he can get a good bit of coaching and um, make some improvements yeah. himself, you know, you got to got a real player yeah. there as well but I don't think Harris really um trusted him as a starter no he's it's no it's an, he's he's, he's a, he played him in one of the pre their final pre-season friendly against Bochum which was it was a it was a, a testimonial for Jimmy Abdu Abdu played for the first five minutes and then went off they love Jimmy Abdu because he's an absolute absolute trier and I think a lot of them identify with him. He's somebody who makes the absolute best of what he's got. I think he's that's why he's an absolute folk hero for them. He had this he's um he had this uh, testimonial and uh but um it was uh, now who came, one of the players was uh, uh, Lee Gregory's wife had gone into labour, so Fred started up front with Morrison. But he's not; they don't. I think they see him. No, Greg, fans yeah, as well. Gregory's they, they see him clever. As, as yeah. Impact impact sub really. I think they see him as somebody who can who can mix things up. Yeah. Are the wheels going to fall yeah. off then? Are they are they going to be able to go injury free and? Um... I hope not. I love them. I hope not. I love Millwall. Um, because they have an identity, they really do, and they everything about them is synchronised. The brand of football they play, the 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 bond they have with the fans, the bond they have with the manager. You wanted to keep going, and there was a period when they were they had Holloway in charge, and they fell in love with Holloway initially because they thought he was again one of these people who didn't follow the crowd. He was a he was a little bit of a maverick, and they see themselves as mavericks. But of course, that all fell apart. They had a series of these sort of false starts, but now suddenly everything has clicked, and they you know they're desperate to hold on to it. And um, I don't know, it's it, if we'll see, we'll see. I mean, yeah, they said the club's in a healthy situation. The previous cycle of two or three good seasons followed by a relegation is a thing of the past. Um, you know, just because we might not have had a good season as last year, it doesn't mean they should start looking for the negatives. So in that sense, they're not expecting to finish as they did this year, but just equally, they're not expecting to, you know, they're not expecting to be in a relegation scrap. And Again, it could, it could, yeah, I, I was right going to say, there. I was going to say, Harry, with tactics being, so cyclical and everybody you know trying to create four lines through their formation and no one playing a front two it's almost um so old that it's new again isn't it the the 442 actually gives a problem for other managers that nobody else in the league poses do, do, you know, well, do you know what i mean if it's if, if there's loads of different ways you can play 4-4-2 they play it brilliantly and one of their fans you actually i was just looking at a, a, a quote one of them um made on, on their forum he said i don't buy into this second season we'll get sussed out malarkey he said plenty of sides knew what we were about and stop us Fulham by the skin of their teeth in the first half only just survived and Pulis had a sussed out at borough but other than that nobody really undid they you know they're they're good at what they do they can put subtlety and variation on it and there's no reason why they can't keep doing it i was at that fulham game and it was probably one of my favorite games i went to last season Mm -hmm. because it was it was white hot you know atmosphere was real 
you know. And Millwall, it was a real lovely clash of styles. And Millwall bombarded yeah. them and hit the bar for the first 15 minutes. And then yeah. Sessegnon scored just after half time. But real big game feel. And uh, Fulham were scared as well. So, yeah. Um, yeah. and you've, you've said what a good mm. team there. Right. Yeah. Strap yourself in, Harry. Okay. Shall we head up Let the road? Let me write my time code. Um, okay. Just very quickly, we had a we had a couple of tweets. People not used to your terminology. Just uh, clear this up. What does peppery mean? A peppery player. It's a friend. It's a very good. We'll talk about him in a minute. One of my best friends. He's Italian. Vince. He's a Napoli fan, and he uses the word peppery to describe. He's he's worked in the catering industry all his life, and peppery for him is somebody who's lively, who's a bit spicy who's a little bit unpredictable, who'll do something unexpected, and somebody who's basically, is like a cat on a hot tin roof when he's playing. Yosef Soon would would be a kind of typical peppery player. Selena on his day, you could say, could be peppery as well. Somebody who's who's just a bit, just a, or Ryan Fraser, another good example. Somebody who's unpredictable, never quite sure what they're going to do next, and, um, and somebody who'll just add a little bit of verb and literally add a bit of spice to a team. Well, and how do you add spice to an Ipswich Town-based podcast? You go to Norwich, and that's the worst link I've done in these series of podcasts. But I won't say we've saved the best right. till last, but we've certainly um, saved the team other than Ipswich that our fans have the most interest in, whether they admit it or not. Oh, you know, obsessed comes up quite a lot. But um, hmm. the parachute money is gone. The star player is gone. Uh, seemingly mm. the um, attraction of European players and no, no, I'll take that back because Hernandez and Leitner have um, signed and Puki and a Spaniard whose name you'll be able to, uh, or an Argentinian rather, who's from Spain, whose name you'll be able to pronounce and, yeah. and I won't, but um, expensive um, Krill and Rhodes and, um, some people say they're on the verge of either disaster or purgatory, I- I- Ipswich-style purgatory, if this season goes wrong. Um, what are your What are your mm. views on Norwich City then, Harry? Um, things that we can look at the players, we can look at the manager. Um, it's it's interesting. They it's they've lost Madison. They've also lost Josh Murphy. And they've also lost their goalkeeper Angus Gunn, who they, and they 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 are worth factoring into into the equation as well. Um, and the the way they feel is that they were absolutely cast iron players of great of decent ability, certainly at this level. And now what they've got in are players, understandably because less money with who are unproven prospects. And whilst they like the look of what they see, nothing can be guaranteed. The consensus overwhelmingly is mid table. That's their you know, that's it's it's it all comes back around to, to a mid table finish with them. Um but um the in terms of the players, the ones they brought in, um let's have a quick look at them. Um Rhodes and Cruel are worth mentioning to start with and bracket them together. The consensus for both of them is that they will only be successes if they replicate their form of old. They have a feeling that, you know, has the wine gone over or can they get back? They feel that they've lost something that they used to have and can they get can they get the feeling back again kind of thing. That's that's 
that's one question. I mean, I think is I'm not sure if Nelson Oliveira I think is still there, but I think he was still he, there. But yeah, but he's they're not they're not they're not banking a lot from him. I think for the coming season. I think that was certainly going into last year's Derby games. We were all worried. We were, you know, a lot of town fans were worried about, were mindful of Oliveira, whereas actually the, the city fans were all banging on about Madison. Uh, even then, they they saw they saw what he was capable of. So, but the, I think roads that the, you know Jordan has to, you know, has to produce for them. I think that they're expecting, you know, they they have high expectations because they they need him to to score. Um, and as I say, I wouldn't underestimate the loss of, of Angus Gunn either. I think he did help balance. He gave stability to to, 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 to their back line. Um, the other players they've brought in, um, Felix Paslak has come from Borussia Dortmund, who we obviously, Fark has obviously known. He's a he's a fullback, um, right back, um, 20 years old. So he's unproven. Is that the, end of, they, is that the end of Pinto then, Harry? Um, I think, well, on looking at their preseason formations, but there, Paslak seems to be the one that that's going in. They've got mm. they've got a back line when they have a back four of Paslak, Hanley, Close, and Closer, and um, Zimmerman hus- and Husband. Uh, Zimmerman drops in when they when they switch when they come up with back threes. Yeah, they I was going to say, the, is yeah. it, is he gone to a back three? Because no, I think I think Millwall scared him out of it at the start of last season in the match that you did, mentioned. Yeah. He's been. He's Ten been. He's, ago. He, you know, he he was he was flashing his garter at it in in preseason. We'll come back to we'll come back to Fork because there's a whole there's a whole tactical debate with Norwich that has yet to be resolved, and it could it 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 could be it could become very significant as the season goes on. Um, the other players they've brought in, and um, Buendia is the one they like. He's the guy, Emmy Buendia. This is the guy you were mentioning, the most eye-catching of all the arrivals. Now they 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 were they were just bring up my notes. Um, what they were saying about him, they were they were full of um full excitement with him. Um. A wide player who comes in from the um, he comes in from the right and um, Hernandez does it on the opposite side. He cuts inside. Him and Hernandez on opposite wings could terrorise opposing defences. Um, they'll need players to hold the fort behind them. Hold that with thought. They think Puentia could be the pick of the bunch. He has the credentials to be good, um, but with last season's forwards, he will need time to adjust to the rigours of the championship. So um, um, inverted wingers then, Harry. It, it appears that Fark wants to play them as inverted wingers. They were talking about Buendia cutting in from the left and Hernandez cutting in from the right, and therefore, you know, you know, if you're playing if you're playing with four at the back, that then gives you this, you know, the, the capacity for the for the fullbacks to bomb on as well. Um, from what from what they were saying, but um, it looks um, it of the stri- of the signings that they have made, Boendia, who can play as a striker or as a winger, is the one who who is certainly at the moment giving them the the most cause for optimism. Um, the other uh, Leitner they gave, he's been made he's been made permanent. And the other interesting player who I'll mention is Kenny McLean, mm. who they actually signed in from Aberdeen um, in January, but then they loaned him back, and they are very have to have him in the team they feel that he will actually that he will he will give the midfield and um, he plays he can center or slightly left-sided midfielder that's a, that's his kind of 
you can play in, in in that kind of patrol that area. But um, again, they're, they they feel that he's um, he will give um, balance to midfield, but he'll also play he'll play quite a role in helping augment the attack. So he'll be able to link with link with the striker as well. Um, so and the other interesting returnee is Ben Godfrey, and there's a bit of a debate as to whether or not he should be played as a holding midfielder. Or as a centre back, um, he played with on loan for Paul Hurst last year yes, he did, yeah. at Shrewsbury. He did, and they're very impressed with him. Um, uh, I just quote they said: um, "I anticipate McLean being the standout player, while Little Buendia could be a revelation." But a great deal hinges on Rhodes hitting the net regularly. And they said, "If, if McLean hits the ground running, Buendia just quickly. Hernandez keeps his good form, and Rhodes finds the net. We could make progress." That's. That's four ifs, and um, even if three of them come come together, I think they should be all right. I don't see them as relegation threatened in any shape or form, but um, the in terms of the quality of the players, they they have gone backwards definitely. But they'd um, say that as well. Quickly, mm. let's just quickly on Rhodes. Is he yeah. a bit of a anachronism? Where does does that type of player fit in any team other than Millwall in in the um in the championship in that Rhodes doesn't want inverted wingers bringing the ball inside and trying to score goals he wants a forward with him and he wants crosses yeah. Yeah. Do you know what i mean well, they that doesn't seem the right system for for Rhodes 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 isn't uh he's, he's just a goal scorer that's it he does nothing he's, else does he he's a finisher yeah. that's his job he's a finisher he crosses, yes, but the other thing he does thrive off are through balls played off the shoulder. Right, okay. He can, if you play a, a low ball through to him to run onto, he can be, he could, that's, I, you know, I remember him doing a lot of those when he was, when he first moved to Huddersfield and we all wept. Um, <laughs> he, yeah, he, he's very good, you know, that through ball, you know, him spinning or, you know, he's, 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 he's geometric, he can find angles mm. and he'll, um, you know, if you play a, you know, the diagonal ball to the straight run or the straight ball to the diagonal run or whatever, he's, you know, he's he's on those like a flash as well. And that's why I think a player like McLean, he could actually feed off with it without any without any question at all. Harry, sorry, you just yeah. talking about these centre midfielders. You didn't mention Tribal or Teddy. But, it seems like they're completely overloaded no. in that. I don't know. And Godfrey, well, I'm sorry, Godfrey's not a centre back. He's a midfielder. And yeah. Leitner is also a midfielder. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, this is the this is, can we this this is the tactical problem. You see, Fark, we need to talk about Daniel, okay? <laughs> and um, the problem, Norwich's problem is you've got Krull and goal, Hanley and Close as a back two. Strong, fine. That's that, that's the. It's almost like a medieval castle. You've got the sort of Mutton Bailey kind of thing, and you've got the 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 inner core is fine. But how well protected is that? You know, in some of the lineups, for example, Paslak on one side, inexperienced husband as a left back who's really struggled for form. Harry, and when then, um, when the young guy Jamal Lewis comes back, it won't be husband. Yeah. It will be it will be Lewis. Do you reckon it'll be Lewis? Yeah, back yeah. In? I thought he's. I thought yeah. he's. I thought he looked like a, the latest in yeah. their their good young players. Go on yeah. to the midfield. Sorry, go on. Yeah, but this is where the but it's the midfield where the problem is, and it's they. It's it's a huge debate among Canaries as to can Tribal do it on his own in in the middle in the middle in in that in that holding role. They feel that 
he needs it's 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 not enough the discussion about the right formation they've they've looked at 352 fark i think intuitively likes 352 they talked about the fact that one of his biggest biggest influences was, was Thomas Tuchel, who played four one four one regularly at Dortmund. He would use the wing backs for width, the wide midfielders tucked in, providing overloads in the centre of the pitch, which is what we talked about earlier with Buendi and Hernandez. Tuchel's holding midfielder dropped very deep to build attacks from the from the from from the back, so he would drop in, and and then everybody would go forward. If that makes sense, um, but. The problem he's got is, and this is the, this is they said, I'm, I'm not a fan of how Fark set us up last season with this 4-1-4-1 formation. He seems to want to stuff the team full of lightweight playmakers while expecting the man in the front of the back four to cover everything. And the impression they have is that Fark likes as many ball players and one holding midfielder if possible. And they would think maybe some more grit and determination over technical ability. And the, it's, it's, the, the, the worry is that if you put in Leitner in midfield, then it becomes, oh, he becomes a luxury, is what they were saying, that the, the balance of the team isn't quite right. It's too lightweight, possibly going back to the, if you mirror it against the Millwall game last year. But the, the feeling is that that, that core, that, going back to my analogy of the, the kind of the, the keep, as it were, the, the kind of the central defence, how much protection you've got two decent centre-backs and Krull behind them, how much protection are they don't go, going to get from the midfield? Because, and, the, and this is very much on, that, you know, on, on FARC. They talk about, you know, they've used the phrase smoke and mirrors. Um, there, there's, you know, can he produce on the pitch as well as he, as he talks off it? They, 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 there is a, there is a, this is his season. They've, they've said this is the, the season when he will, um, his season of judgment, they use the phrase. Um, you know, it, it's, uh, if he plays like last season, will we be mid-table or, or, or worse? And um, but it's a Harry, big test of the, his style of football. At the end of last season, it deteriorated into Madison was so good. And I mean, exceptional. Yeah. It just deteriorated yeah. into, right, where are we putting Madison? Another load of players giving the ball you know the the, the second half when they were better yeah. against us it was is one man team he improved yeah. so much and you yeah. just don't know how yeah. much of a how much of a loss i mean um, but we did it to be to be um to not be hypocritical about it we spoke about you know the, this thing at brentford where they take hogan out you know he's not, not as good as madison obviously yeah. but sometimes when you take a you know important player out others others step up but when that player was so far and away he's the best best player Norwich you've had in years isn't he yeah you know yeah. and when you take that out what you know you've just got to rebuild your 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 complete goal scoring um kit haven't you do you know what i mean yeah i agree no it's i think what Mick did, the 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 basic the late argument he had over with the fans over um, not bringing Selena on, Mick looked, you know, he was taking the heroic one nil model, which is what he did all the time, and he set out. He looked at that midfield three, and he set out to stop it. Everything was about stopping Madison and that group, that tri- that trio they had in midfield of actually taking control of the game, and it was all about nullifying them, and then. The late set piece which we scored from that was in theory that it worked apart from <laughs> had the twist at the end yeah, uh, right. the twist at the end but in that sense you're absolutely right the whole team was built around madison so if you've got a a midfield three um but 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 yet then again sheffield you know was it sheffield wednesday did them 5-1 in the final game at cities so it you know it's it you know it it it, it, it 
it it it didn't it didn't always fire. Um, it'll be it's fascinating to see what the it's it's all about the the the, the, the midfield balance. The fans don't like the three back definitely. They prefer they feel that having a having four and four out wide gives does give them a a, a better sense of balance. But um, it seems the debate seems to revolve around how they figure the three midfield players. But as I say, he's, it's a bit like we talked about Lee Johnson um, in the earlier podcast. He's got six strikers. How can he actually make the best out of them? Mm. Just as equally, you could say with Fark, he's got, you know, he's spoiled for choice in terms of his midfield options. Uh, how going to, how's he going to actually structure them? The, the worry they have is that if you just put one holding midfielder in, it's too lightweight and they will get overrun. And particularly if they haven't got Madison in there to regulate the game, then they will get overrun. That's that. That's the danger that they have. Where do they stand as a as a club now? I know they're got they're, they're well supported. Um, you know they're a big club in terms of you know being able to draw a big draw a big audience, and that's been proved over over many years. Yeah. Is is it as disastrous possibly them you know running out of parachute money as we've you know maybe unfairly well joked about or have they actually managed I know there's still Jarvis and Martin and Naismith sucking valuable yeah. funds out of the coffers every yeah every day yeah. they're I think every day they're there. Mar- is is there a chasm yeah. underneath this if they if they if they don't have a winning ish season this year? Well it's down to the owners. It's down to the owners. Um one of them said I mean they've they're not afraid to um, express a view on the amount of money, you know, our debt and the amount of money that Evan subsidizes the team with. But one of them, as they put it, um, he said, uh, he said, yeah, it's worth noting evidence effectively, Evans, I should say, effectively subsidizes them to the tune of six to eight million a year just to maintain the squad they currently have. This is a quote from one of the four. Oh, this is Norwich if talking our, about Ipswich. This is, this is Norwich talking about Ipswich. Yeah. Right, okay. If, if, if our gates, if Norwich's gates hold up, that should basically put our sustainable wage bill on a par with them. But if the gates drop off, is good old Delia going to do the same? Hmm. It's a it's 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 a question. One thing that, you say about Norwich, though, the gates never drop off, do they? They tend not to. No, they've 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 held up, but then that's because you know they've had they've they've, they've had they've had a good decade. Yeah, as I say, we'll 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 see how it plays out. Um, more widely, in terms of their thoughts on on town, um, they. Paul Hurst's appointment hasn't gone unnoticed. Um, they, there's a little, I spotted there's a little kind of, they, they think that it's early days, but they they, 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 they they sense there might be a Brian Clough motif going on there, that he's a little bit over-abrasive or naive. We don't get too much into that, but they're, they sense they're, they're that if there's a caricature being built, the way they built a caricature about Mick's style of play, even though they did admire him, that's that you, you that, that might be the that might be the typecast that comes out of comes out from there, and they're also um, they're if we do get the eight million for Waghorn, if that does happen, they would see that as very decent business, but. Um, they're very suspicious about one of them described them as bargain bin acquisitions i you know we can we can put that where it needs to go but uh there you know it's, it's you could it could be argued that what we're doing by getting really talented young 
players who are proven in English football is a lot less risky than bringing in players from the continent where you know that they have to adjust. And there, we've seen it over the years with the numbers who've come over and have gone quietly back. Look at all the Leeds players who've gone back. Um, you know, I think we're we're taking, you know, we're going down a, we have a long-term sustainable model in place. You might want to ask Norwich fans, what's their long-term sustainable model as the quality drops out as the Premier League funding drops out, you know, how, how are they going to configure? Are they going to drop into the progressive group of clubs like us? You know, what, what, it seems that they've followed the Huddersfield model by bringing Wagner in and um, or by bringing um, Fark in, I should say. Are they going to be able to, you know, w- you know, what happens if 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 this season doesn't Harry, work out what, for them? What if Huddersfield was an outlier and not a model? Well, there's enough other clubs, yeah. Specifically, Huddersfield with the German model, yes. Yeah, with the European, yeah, yeah, with, with the model, with the Dortmund model. Um, that could be, and yes, you could, you could argue that because they didn't necessarily. They did. It was a progressive model. They did build up, but it was it happened very quickly. It also happened. One other thing they did say actually was that Fark, um, Wagner made it up in his second full season, and this is how. Uh, um, Fark's second full season so you know it, v- Wagner didn't do it overnight it took a little bit it did take some building but they did he did do it rather quickly um, it's um, if 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 it doesn't work I I've I no idea because I don't think the, um, the $64,000 question I come back to it again is will the owners if if the, if the funding starts to ebb for whatever reason, mid-table, though they seem to be incredibly well supported, but if funding did start to web, would the owners be prepared to to plug the gap? And um, that that you know that that that, that we, we won't know. That that's a question that needs to be answered. Interesting times, and certainly times, yeah. certainly in the um, in the rivalry that we're all so obsessed with. Um, if you think about the chasm, yeah. absolute chasm in between. In 2014-15, in between the two, the two teams, yeah. um, this is as close as ever. I'm not saying Ipswich have improved, but look at look at that Norwich team that yeah. got back up, beat us in the playoffs. They had some, yeah, proper players in their Premier League. Yeah, the, the difference in, the dif- the difference in quality between the teams in those playoff games was. You know, Luke, you Luke at, Chambers said the same, didn't he? Yeah, it was. It, it was quite remarkable. The fact that we took them to within 45 minutes and they were worried at half time. No question. Mm-hmm. They were worried. But uh, alas, it, alas, it wasn't to be. Interestingly enough, I mean, despite, I mean, they, they, you know, there's the usual rhetoric you, you get on Norwich forums. Not a lot, you know, n- not, not many talking about us getting getting as relegation candidates the way some teams who are le- who've got less proximity you know the teams in the rest of the country will talk about Blackburn you know and they're you know they've fallen into the into the narrative the wider narrative of Ipswich being one of the relegation favorites because they've been reading it in all of the newspapers Norwich fans aren't necessarily saying that they're watching what we're doing with interest I think that's a reasonable thing to say they're intrigued to see how this Paul Hurst project goes forward and I, I think it's fair to say that the the kind of the mainstream canaries leaving leaving the rhetoricians aside the mainstream canaries are actually intrigued to see how it works out and they're not you know they can see they can see that we have a plan very good very good yeah and what also is very good harry is that that is it at 
28 minutes past midnight, um, the day before the season starts. So, well, no, Frank Lampard's derby play, play Frank tonight. Frank Lampard's derby are playing tonight, indeed, yes. Yes, indeed. and I need, the difference. I need to mm. sleep and I will be at the game and it all starts again and we'll see if I can do 100, 100 games this year instead of 66 or whatever I did last year. Right, um, Harry, need to say thank you very, very much for... Um, basically letting us steal your brilliant work that all this wonderful research you've done for the um for the twtd website and um if it's any consolation twitter is twitter has been alive with um compliments about this this series yeah. so it's been very very worthwhile um yeah. just tell the listeners now we've left blackburn out why have yeah. we done that and what's the plan going forward well the plan is when we um, where the whole idea of the notes came from. All I'm trying to do is get to the truth of what fans are saying about their clubs. That's the the whole idea. So when you go to a game, you've got an idea what the opposition are saying. It's a, it's a great thing of mine that we know everything about our team going to a game. We often know very little about their team. And the idea with this is that by listening, the, the notes really are like having a mate who's a good friend and he's giving you the lowdown on what they're all about. That's that's always been the concept. So through the season, the idea is the we um, the two of us will uh, get together and we'll just walk through the background to each team, what the general mood is, how the season's going, what they think of the manager, and then small tactical insights on the players. Because I draw up the parallel with Norwich again. Last year, we were all worried about Oliveira, and it was Madison back in August or September when we played them. That he was the he was the problem. But and I remember going on there message boards going on the pink when Ross of the Barclay and Madison who's this guy well you know he's come from nowhere and that's often the case the big named player isn't the one that you need to watch out for there'll be somebody somebody some other player tucked away in the corner but the idea with that as I say the idea over the course of the season is that we'll we'll do a podcast a preview podcast we'll go through all the players give you as much information as we can and hopefully it's to say it's, it's it's not us making it up. It's trying to give you an accurate sense of what opposition fans are thinking, and hopefully it'll for that five percent of the enjoyment of the game. Well, that's brilliant. Absolutely. Um, quick reminder: where can we find you on Twitter, Harry? On Twitter at Harry from Bath is me, and um, I tend just to put. I don't tweet a lot, but what I do is I put links up to all of the pieces that I write. So there's a whole catalogue. If you go into at Harry from Bath and look at my tweets, you'll find a list. All of the reports are listed there for the 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 22 teams that we've now done, and um, with um, with Blackburn to with Blackburn to follow. Um, Blackburn will be on TWTD tomorrow. That'll be a full a full match preview. Wonderful and, stuff. Um, and so it begins. And so it begins. Well, thank you so much for for this. Um, Thanks, Ben. Harry, and it's, we're going to go and get some. Brilliant fun. Yeah, we're going to go yeah, and get, get some sleep, and then we'll wake up again in in May, and it'll all be over again. And there we go. <laughs> but um, thank you very much, brilliant. Harry, and thank see you. you soon. Thanks, Ben, and thanks everyone for listening. Thank you.
It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurant. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.